0: Welcome to We're Not Sisters, Internet Sleuths, episode 7.
1: Ooh, it right we're this back.
0: time? Yeah,
1: it's been so long.
0: Unfortunately, <laughs> I got COVID.
1: RIP, Greta. Because, Except she didn't feel RIP, because vaccinations yeah. are good.
0: Honestly, if you take anything from this, get vaccinated,
1: because... Please God. I felt like I had a cold, and that's it. And then when I had it in November, when there was no such thing as a jab yet, I thought I died. tee For ten oh, whole days. So yeah. It's great. And also, further proof that it's quite good, we both have Pfizer. I saw Gretel when she had COVID, spent the whole evening with her, even hugged her. Mm. I didn't know, obviously. I'm not being like... Yeah, obviously. no, I didn't. You didn't I know. wasn't
0: like,
1: oh, I'm, I've got COVID, I'm going to go I'm hug everyone. give it to everyone but like i saw it the whole night we hugged we were out for hours and did i get it no sir but to be fair we no. were outside and then when we hugged yeah, we But were no, masks. literally nobody got it off me no and we were all japped. i was so. the only person who got it well
0: which is good but also i was like why did no one else get it that's not fair
1: yeah it's not it but i'm glad fair. you guys
0: didn't get it
1: but it's the worst feeling when you give it to someone, though, because I did that accidentally.
0: I think I would have been oh my upset God.
1: if I gave it to someone. Anyway, after that lecture... <laughs> With through crime time. time.
0: With two cases for you all.
1: Hell yeah. Yay. That, it's exciting, know? but it's also like, we're talking about murder. So it's also yeah. not... But. Not the most...
0: Um, fun uplifting topic yeah well not the most happy topic but cool. cool. it away before we start we just want to say we don't mean to be disrespectful about anyone we talk about you know this is just research that we've done and we wanted to share these cases with everybody so no offense to anyone we talk about yes and do you have any content warnings Mm.
1: Uh, Suicides.
0: Mine does involve the murder of a child, and there is mm. very, very small mention of domestic abuse and sex with a minor. So, if you don't like those things, oh. go listen to a different episode or you we know, have go many listen to other series. And it's fine. Yeah, and have a nice day. <laughs>
1: have a nice day. For The rest of you, let's Hello. begin. <laughs> Cool. So I'm going to be talking about the murder, or well, potential murder, of Tamla Horsford. You won't recognise her name, but when I put up a picture, you might, um, because this photo went viral in 2019 after the accident Incident. happened. Yeah. It's basically a photo of... 12 people i think on a sofa in like pajamas and onesies with wine and stuff all of them but one are white and the one black woman is sitting in the middle and she is the one who was found dead in the next morning in the house and it it went quite viral because it was like you've your first thought is eh,
0: that yeah sound that's, very that that sounded like a KKK meeting in secret well, speaking of the KKK, oh,
1: I'm not excited about that at all. Okay, fun topics. This isn't is really like not a heavy one. They're all heavy, but like this is heavy because. Well, I mean, it, I guess yours has. It's just a lot of content racism. warning of racism as well. Yeah, I was thinking, do I have to warn people? I don't know. Them? I just
0: feel like I should say everything just in case.
1: Yeah, this is like. I don't want to upset anyone. Yeah, this is. Um, uh, heavily about racism because that's a theory. So I will put that out there. So, yeah, I'm going to, if I was to simplify the whole case, it would be that Tamla Horsford, a black 40 year old woman, went on a sleepover with about 10 other white women and was found dead the next morning in the house.
0: Also, that's so, so far. I lo- aside from like the situation, I love that mm. they had a sleepover. <laughs> I
1: know, it just sounds so wholesome.
0: It's, uh, it is a really I was thinking, wholesome I hope ideas. that does when we're 40. Yeah. We'll be watching Twilight still.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. can't wait to show children Twilight. Not You're children. children. I watched it when I was nine. So I'll show my kids when they're nine. Because I didn't understand it. Anyway, <laughs> I could go on and on about Twilight, man. Um, Okay. So, I'll start off with some context about Tamla before I begin. So, and if you see me reading... I'm reading. I'm reading. So, Tamla, she went by Tam, so I'm going to refer to her by Tam or Tam or whatever, was married to Leander, who went by Lee. So we've got Tam and Lee. Um, They moved to Georgia from their original home, which was in Florida, because Lee got a new job. I don't, from my understanding, I don't think Tam worked. I think she was a stay-at-home mum. So the county they moved into is called Forsyth, and it has a very bad racial past, like most places, I think, ever, yeah. and also in America, like uh, yeah. you expect. Sadly, America was built on racism, so... Exactly that. <laughs> Jog just awoke. <laughs> um, so they basically didn't have a single black person living in that county until 1987. Wow, that's... that's recent like that's not recent but that's recent enough to be yeah that's like still alive exactly those people are still alive so they basically every time a, a black person would try to move in the white people of the county would like force them to move and if they didn't move they killed them or burnt down their house that's awful. This is the seventies and eighties, like oh my god. Yeah. So there, yeah. So one black person moved there in. Can I help you? She her hair looks like she's like <laughs> squaring up. Yeah, she's crying. Okay, oh <laughs> I on? I think Daisy wants to leave. No <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
1: my god! Apologies. When Daisy wants to leave, she's got to go okay yeah so so one black person moved there in 1987 and they only we only know that from a census that was taken that year but no one ever knew the name of the person that moved there they never spoke to them they never saw that person which really doesn't make much sense but
0: so they either like made up this person yes or or the person was
1: like living in hiding Hide. Yeah, because like Rich, burned Why down my would house. you stay? Yeah. So currently, the county is made up of white people, as black people only make up 4% of the population, and the majority of minorities are Asian and Hispanic. So it's still very white. And it's still obviously quite racist because if it was that it was all happening in the 80s, these people are like. 40s and 50s that was only these people's parents basically exactly yeah yeah so they basically like they used to try and do marches and stuff they actually had one of the biggest marches um after martin luther king's peaceful march walk um Mm -hmm. it was about twenty thousand people walked in the end but that only happened because oh this is a march for um racial equality not white people um but Basically, they had to get people from um, I think it was Atlanta and black people to come because there was only obviously like a few in Forsyth and they all got a bus into the county to like ready for a peaceful walk. And they were met with thousands of white people who attacked them, threw things at them, like tried to kill them. Really, But they ended up having like one of the biggest marches. and the KKK was there to meet them as well. It was just How lovely of them. They're just so welcoming. That's that's what I know for them. Yeah. So basically, it's important to note that they had a very racist background, but it was also quite a recent background, which might play into what happened to Tamla. So Tamla had five sons and a stepdaughter. The stepdaughter actually stayed in Florida. So the five sons moved with her and her husband. And she was really excited for this move because she kept saying it was going to give more opportunities for her sons. They had really good schools there. They were really um, sports-focused, the county and where they lived, and the boys liked football, and it was like everyone played football, and it was like a nice community, so she was really excited. Her husband said three things to know about her, is that she loves her family, her life, and you, no matter who you are. She was always really welcoming of everyone, and she always wanted to make sure that her family were like safe healthy shorted before she ever did anything for herself so Mm -hmm. lovely woman yeah so they lived in forsyth for about five and a half years before they had any problems at all until she was invited to an all-female slumber party on the 3rd of november 2018 so the slumber party was to celebrate um a woman called jean's 45th birthday and the fact that it was the end of the football season so these were all the mum's of the kids that played football together and Tamla wasn't best friends with all of these ladies it was kind of like you know like when you go and watch them play football you'll talk to them yeah like or acquaintances if- our kids yeah, are like, friends kind of thing exactly that um but she was always like down to have a party or like to go out with people because she didn't go out much so she was quite excited the party started at 6 30 and Tam was late because she was making dinner for her husband and the boys. And she actually also prepared breakfast for them for the next morning because she knew she wouldn't be there. So that's why she was late. She also then dropped off to buy some tequila for a birthday present for Jean. Very good. Love treat. that. And she actually was so excited to go that she wore her onesie on the drive there. Oh, like that's she so, cute. She was so excited. And everyone knew that, like, she was, like, a woman who would, like, make sure as long as the kids are fine, then she'll leave. And she was always late to everything. So they knew she wouldn't turn up on time. Yeah. Um, so she ended up arriving between 8 and 8.30. And she was having a great time. And we have proof of that. Thank goodness. So she rang her husband at 10 p.m. And he said that she seemed to be in a really good mood. She was still really excited. They were having a great time. And then she FaceTimed her stepdaughter at 12.30 in the morning. She FaceTimed her because um, I believe the stepdaughter was pregnant and she was, like, showing her off to all the ladies and stuff. Mm -hmm. The stepdaughter said, like, she was still really happy on the call, like, she was having a great time, all the ladies seemed lovely. And there are more, like, videos and photos of them, like, having fun. So they started off with drinking and dancing and then they moved to Cards Against Humanity and um, they were watching a bit of the football Um, and then everyone kind of trailed off, either left or trailed off to sleep at, like, about half one in the morning. So I'm just going to give a quick summary of the house because that's going to be quite important later for you to understand. I will put up a picture of it, but just so you know, it's a large house. It's six bedrooms and a basement. So There are two levels of the house. The main first level has a garage on the right and then the second level up has all the bedrooms. The basement isn't quite a basement. It's because the house is on a slope... If you came out of the basement to the garden, you'd be on the same level as the garden. There's, like, a really big hill. The Um, basement isn't underground, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, So by the time you've gone down to the basement, you are on the level of the garden. Yeah, because the house is, like, uneven, like... Yeah, it goes like that. Yeah, so in the morning, at about 8.45am, Jean's aunt, who lived in the basement, ran up to Jean's door... Um, who was asleep with her boyfriend, who was 27. He was a former police officer, but he still worked within the law enforcement for the county. Um, That's just giving me she... sus vibes as well. Oh. Everything about this is sus. So the aunt was banging on the door, and she, when she was allowed in, she said she needed to speak to the boyfriend, Jose, alone, immediately. And Jean was like, "Why do you need to speak to my boyfriend? Like it seems like something's happened like you can tell me yeah um, so her aunt said that Tamla was laying face down in the garden, not moving, and when they ran to her, they called nine one one and this is now eight fifty nine a m basically, she was found I'll go over this again, but she was found face down, face completely hold on, was it tilted or?" It wasn't tilted, face completely, face down. One, her right arm was down by her side, straight, and her left arm was up like this. That's how she was found. And her feet were pointed outwards. So, like, um, imagine, like, lying face down, and then her feet were pointed outwards. That's a very unnatural position, isn't it? Very. So... There's also a theory about a, a time lapse, like a, a gap of time between the, when they called 911. So interestingly, they say that the body was found at 7.30am and not 8.30am, which means there is a an hour and a half gap between the time when they found the body and when they called 911, which is very yeah. worrying. This is because the clocks went back that night. So all the clocks in the house said 8.30, but it was actually 7.30 because they hadn't changed the clocks because yeah. they were asleep. So I really tried to find out like what this meant, but the police have said there was no gap in time and they said that they can prove this by text messages they found that aligned with the information presented. I have no idea what that means. I don't know how you can prove that they had... The right time. How can text messages prove anything if they didn't have time to text anyone when they found the body? It's not like they texted at half eight, being like, "We just found a body." Like, I really don't. I really don't know how that proves that the clocks in their house were wrong. I really don't.
0: There wasn't this time lapse. Yeah, that's still like a fifteen-minute gap, or like a half an hour gap, isn't it? It's still hefty enough. the fact that she wanted to talk to the guy first. Yes. Why did she want to talk to him? Would you not call regardless? Mm -hmm. If you see someone laying down, like, face completely down in the garden, wouldn't your first reaction to be like, oh, let me go see if I can, you know, wake them up? If they're unresponsive,
1: why would you not immediately call? That's why I'm confused. Yeah, it's just, and it gets dodgier and dodgier, honestly. So, the 911 call is available to listen on YouTube. I'll put the link in the description. I was going to play it, but it is actually seven minutes long because that's how long it took for any authority to arrive. So, I'm not going to put it in. But I'm basically going to go through the parts that are quite interesting, but I definitely listen to it because it is so dodgy. So dodgy. Like, I've never heard a worse 911 call. So it's 7 minutes of Jean's boyfriend Jose describing the scene and answering the questions of the 911 operator. Jean was the one who calls and after being asked a few questions she passes the phone to her boyfriend. They were both asked what is the name of the victim and they both refused to say her name. And she the operator she asked a few times they either ignored her or they Said something instead, like they would not say her name, which that's I was so weird. confused by. Um, They're going to
0: find out who it is anyway. So why don't you just say? That's the thing.
1: So Jose says that Tam was not moving or breathing and that she was stiff with her face down. But the 911 operator tries to confirm if she's breathing. And he says, I don't know, puts the call on mute. And after about 20 seconds, come back off of mute. And he says he can't tell if she's breathing. So the part mm-hmm. being muted... Who mute takes have been... the time to mute a 911 call? Exactly that. So the, the part of being muted could have been on the 911's part before they uploaded it to the internet, because something might have been he might have said something about blood or something about that, which I'll come yeah, on to later. Like some they might impression. have muted it. Yeah. But it might not be as dodgy as it sounds, but it could also be him trying to check if she's breathing for 20 seconds, but not sure why he needed to put the call on mute to check if like, who's going to be like, oh, let me check if they're breathing. Mute. Listen. Yeah. Or maybe like
0: maybe he wasn't standing right next to her and like Mm. the others were outside where she was and they were like panicking. And by the the sounds of it, you can hear hear that.
1: You can hear loads of people talking around him, so I think he was literally out there okay. with them all mm. um so my thought is that he muted the call and said to them, "What do you want me to say?" and then that's yeah, why he what? said, "I can't tell That's what my thinking is so
0: yeah. also um you're you were a police officer. How can you not tell?" If someone's breathing. Yeah, you can
1: tell it. You can tell if someone's breathing. You either put your like your um ear to their mouth or you look at their chest. Yeah. Or...
0: And also especially as someone who is first
1: response. Mhm. Yeah. Don't they train you in that? Mhm. You should know. It's a basic first aid, isn't it? CPR yeah. and stuff. You need to check if they're breathing.
0: Yeah. You check if they're responding. No, no, you check if they're breathing.
1: Yeah. So A theory from the public coming from this call is that the operator gave Jose the idea to pin it on her taking her own life. Basically, the operator asks if Jose thought she was considering to take her own life, to which he says, I've only met her twice, so I don't know, which is a fair statement. That sounds
0: like a real answer.
1: Yeah. The operator then asks how tall the balcony is above them. Because where her body is, there's like a balcony like up there. Yeah. So that's what they're thinking has happened. Um. And he said, he says, twenty feet. If your feet were on the railing of the balcony, why would you say that? Why would you say it's twenty feet if you're standing on the railing?
0: Yeah. Just how high is the balcony? How high it's not is a difficult the balcony? Question.
1: So everyone's. Everyone kind of thinks that once the operator said, do you think she would um, take her own life? He's thinking... He was looking and like thinking, that's a great idea. And then he said that answer to kind of allude to the fact that he thinks that she did that. Yeah, because because
0: the thing is, when people are lying, they try to overcompensate with information because they think that will make them sound more convincing. But actually, Mm -hmm. if you were telling the truth... You would give like the basic need to know facts and
1: actually just answer the questions as quickly and simply as possible. Exactly. Exactly that. So I'm not quite sure about that one, but it does sound like he did think that that's a great idea to go with. Jose then mentions that they have a camera on the back garden and on every exterior door. So every time a door to the exterior of the property, back door, side door, front door, it opens, they get an alert. Just to say that it opened and that it closed. Yeah. Keep that thought in your head. So, he says that the camera is on the back garden where she is lying, which I would assume has caught everything that happened. And then he says to the operator, we'll check that. Which, surely you just leave that to the police and say, by the way, we've got cameras that are probably going to show what happened take a look it is not your
0: job to check we will check that
1: no you won't
0: no you won't because then you're gonna see it you're you're checking that to see if it incriminates you yeah and then gonna get rid of it and be like
1: nope it must be broken exactly but unfortunately the camera on the back garden was out of battery and had not been replaced therefore caught nothing convenient but the stuff of the doors did, and I'll get on to that later. Okay. He also, on the 911 call, and in every single interview he does, and every single interview of every single person that went to the party, whether it be a public interview or a police interview, every single interview, everyone ever says, they say the same exact sentence with the same wording, which is, She was the only smoker why is that why is that important why are you trying to why does he need to say that on the 911 call why is that yeah no why is that that.
0: necessary information
1: right now yeah so it has nothing to do with anything it was a weird thing for all of them to bring up all about 12 to 15 people to say
0: yeah it's like it seems like they're looking for a reason to explain why she
1: was outside Yeah. So he says he last saw Tamla in the kitchen. Now listen to this because this, I'm going to come back to this later. He said he saw her in the kitchen and she said she was either waiting for a ride home or waiting until the morning to get a ride home. She hadn't decided if she was going to stay yet. And then around four people left during the night. So I'll get to that a bit later. The okay. first police officer or any kind of authority figure arrived at 9.07, so it took about eight minutes, seven-minute 911 call, because you can't leave the call until the person... Yeah, they want you to stay on the line. line. Yeah. The paramedics have not arrived yet. It was a police officer who came first, which is weird, because how busy are the paramedics at 9 o'clock in the morning? I'm... I don't know. I I, I wouldn't know, but... I'm just I find it a bit fishy that there's something even fishier but I find it a bit fishy that the police turned up first and that they had no idea where the paramedics was is what the kind of operating person she was saying like we're trying to get someone to you but yeah it's
0: weird if he turned up and like didn't know where everyone else was yeah because it makes sense if he'd like say if he was patrolling and he just happened yeah, to be in the area because they may be called out corner.
1: to anyone who's close. Yeah. That makes um, sense, but... And it also, don't you think it's a bit weird because they've said on the 911 call that they don't know if she's still breathing or not? So would you not think that the paramedics would be, like, really trying to come because she might be on the brink of death? Yeah. And, like, need them? I I don't know. So the police officer said as soon as he arrived, it was very obvious she was dead because she was stiff. And he cancelled the paramedic. Does
0: this guy happen to be friends with <laughs> with a boyfriend?
1: What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. He actually has put, because you can see the incident report, I might link to it. It's a very interesting read. He puts in the instant report. I recognised um, Mr whatever his name was um, as a colleague. <laughs> So sure. he was having a great time. He definitely
0: me? he got there so quickly because before they called nine one one, they called this guy, yep. and that's how 100%. he got there.
1: So, so yeah, he cancelled the paramedics. I'm not sure if this is allowed because usually I think it's in the UK and a few states in America. I'm not sure which. A coroner or a paramedic is the only person who can declare someone dead. Yeah, but
0: yeah. They have some to...
1: states. In the U in the U.S. police can, so I'm not no. sure. I I don't know if he was in the right. I'm just going to assume he's not because he sounds like a shifty yeah. guy. So yeah, and
0: normally they still take them to hospital anyway,
1: just to confirm it, right?
0: Yeah, like to just, officially pronounce them dead. Plus, they'd need to go yeah. to the like morgue and yeah, such anyway, yeah. They so I've never heard anything where they cancel the paramedics, paramedics. coming.
1: It's not a hardship. Yeah, they come regardless. All they have to do is just do the paperwork of this person's debt. Yeah. Even if that's like the only thing they can do. I don't know. This is like the body. Yeah, but they can't take the body at this point because it is now a crime scene. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, no.
1: So they did mark the house as a crime scene. The party goers that were still at the house who hadn't left were put into one room all together.
0: So they can all conspire and talk about well, what they're going to lie about. Jesus. <laughs> and <laughs> then this is like textbook <laughs> how corruption
1: could. <laughs> then the ones that had left and gone home were rung to come back to the house, and they and were put, also put in, in, in a separate room, room. not oh. in that room, but a separate room altogether. Oh,
0: and did they have a different lie?
1: No, they didn't, sadly. That would have been incredible. It would they have been funny have the if same
0: all thing. the people who weren't there said the exact the same thing, and the people who were oh. there all
1: said the exact same thing. They all did have the same story, but uh, the ones who left were like, we left, so we don't know. It's like, we left, we don't know. But the main thing to take away is that they were all together in a room for hours and hours. And no one, no police was in there with them. They were in the front room, so... So Tamla, again, she was found face down. Her head was not tilted because usually if you fell, you'd like fall on the ground like that. Her Her left arm was bent up and her right arm was by her side. She had broken her right wrist, which is evidence usually of someone trying to break their fall. But wouldn't you have thought it would have been this wrist with the hand that was up like this? Oh, yeah. That she broke. Because you're you can't break a fall if your hands by your side, dead straight, dead straight.
0: Yeah.
1: And also, so the interesting. The whole thing
0: is weird as well.
1: Yeah. Or the face thing gets even worse later. Like, but also there was no blood around her. Nothing. She she fell and died on her yeah, face. she fell and, and died on no impact. Blood. Nothing. I'm sorry. And judging by the stiffness of her body, she'd been there for quite some time. The officers declared that she tripped and fell. Nothing to do with the balcony. And had some kind of medical event and died. So what they think is, you know how the fact that the main level and then the basement and there's that slope, it is quite steep. It's like a big hill, because obviously there's a whole basement underneath that comes to the same level. They think that yeah. she tripped and fell down that, which is a few feet. It's not 20 feet.
0: No, and then but happened it's... to have, like, a heart attack at the exact same moment or something. Yeah, is that yeah, what they're yeah, saying? Yeah. That's
1: exactly what they're saying. She <laughs> had a medical event.
0: But still, why? how does she fall like that? How do you trip on grass? I mean, I, I understand you some
1: people are clumsy. It's possible... Uh, how you, do you kill yourself doing that?
0: Yeah. I want to know what
1: her um, cause of death was like in the... Coming up, my friend. So, a quick summary of the party. The ladies were on the main level, like the ground floor of the home, partying. Some of the women's husbands were down in the basement watching the football. I think there was about four husbands in total, four men. They weren't supposed to be there. They were supposed to be going out separately but they all said that they felt ill and that they had to stay home and watch the. All of the them the felt basketball. ill. Yeah, all of them all four. Oh, it's very really sad. Um, oh, they must have eaten oh, something funny. funny. Oh, they must stay with their wives. Oh, God bless. Um, they came up to the main level at halftime and stayed with the ladies from then on for the whole night. They didn't go back to watch. football. Really must've been a really interesting game if they didn't go back. Yeah. Um At 1am they calmed down and tried to go to bed, but Tam kept asking everyone to stay up a little bit longer and party because she doesn't go out too often. Um, But they all went to bed. So they all said the last they saw of her was at half one when she was in the living room all alone, saying she was going out to the garden to smoke. They also mentioned that she had been drinking the tequila she bought because Jean said she didn't like tequila. Jean So she all right boring there's tequila so i don't know how big this bottle was and she didn't finish the bottle but she did drink a lot of tequila but they all said that she was a drinker like a heavy drinker so she could could handle
0: her alcohol
1: yeah and the last time they saw her they said that she didn't seem drunk in the slightest like she wasn't even giddy or stumbling or mumbling. like she was fine so, two individuals left at 10:30, one at 1:45, one at 10 past 4, and another at quarter to 8. And then lastly, a couple left at 8:30. When did they find the body? 8:30, which confuses me. But they don't dwell, they don't go with, like, elaborate on that. So I'm like confuzzled must be a big house if you don't notice that there's a body outside in the garden as you try and leave.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe so, the stairs led to the front of the house and, that like you just yeah, don't face the garden any, at all. I, I don't know. Like, it's
1: possible, but also a bit weird yeah. still. So, if you kind of remember those times-ish, the alarm system noticed th- the movements of the back door, basically. The door was opened at one forty-seven which was just 3 minutes after one person left was opened again at 149 and then closed again at 150 so it was really quick like 2 minutes in 2 minutes out of the garden mm-hmm. then about 7 minutes later at 157 it was opened again but the back door was never closed Jose, almost as if
0: they knew that they get alerts every time it happens
1: yes they would just like leave it open dude Jose told a different story to the police so originally he said that she was he last saw her in the kitchen at half one and she was waiting for either a ride home or to decide to stay and sleep and get a ride in the morning but he told police that he saw her at 1.30 she said she was going outside for a smoke and would either go to sleep on the sofa or in one of the bedrooms upstairs that is two completely different are things very, guys. Ther- very different stories my guy I'm go- And why did he? Why would you change your story when you are being recorded? Both times.
0: And also, isn't he a police officer? Yeah.
1: Ugh. Okay. Like, I know people thing. are
0: stupid. But like, if it- that is literally your job to know things like that, like,
1: they <laughs> not be stupid. Oh, gosh. Um, In the police report, it mentions that Jose said he was cleaning up and found an unlit cigarette and a lighter on the floor of the porch in the garden, which matched the smoked cigarettes of Tamla's. So that made everyone think something happened when she went out for that smoke. But rewind. When did he have time to clean up? Because he got woken up at half eight saying there's a body in the garden
0: yeah and they all went to bed so she was literally they they've been saying oh she wanted to stay up and we all went to bed but yeah, she was going to she bed. Was gonna smoke while we went to bed and we were like okay so how yeah. did you know
1: there's something so he's lying because he had no time to clean up because he got woken up at half eight and then called the the police after finding her body he had no time to clean up because he was on the phone the whole time he wasn't cleaning
0: yeah, and he couldn't have cl- cleaned up the night
1: before. No, he did not. So interesting, interesting. It might be that the police might have heard him wrong, but I don't think they did. I just think he's annoying. I mean,
0: I think so, I hmm. think
1: the police like
0: <laughs> are quite sure of what they hear. Like it's quite. And someone said I cleaned something up
1: correctly so exactly. So when Tamla's dad went to speak. With the police the next day, he noted that it was strange that she would have gone outside for a smoke with no jacket or shoes on, just a onesie and socks. So it was about 30 degrees Fahrenheit that night, which I don't know what that is in Celsius. Um, cold, (laughs) I think. Minus one degrees. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that is cold." cold. Also, Tamla was from the Caribbean. So she was very well known for constantly being wearing the, a big jacket because every, everything was cold to her, which it yeah. would be, wouldn't it? Like, if you yeah, move so to America from cold. the Caribbean, like, you're cold. Everyone used to laugh at her because she was constantly wearing a coat, whether she was inside or she was outside. So why did she go outside with no shoes on, just socks? They would have been wet as well, and a onesie to smoke. So someone, someone says if she was drunk, she might not have realised how cold it was. Which is uh, okay, but like, it just. So I out think of
0: that character.
1: It's very even
0: out of if you're drunk. Like you would still. I think if you put your jacket on all the time, yeah, you would still think
1: to put your jacket on. I think minus one is a temperature. Like I get, I get that. Like sometimes people say to me, "Are you not cold?" And I'm like, "No." But if it's minus one, that's. F-
0: that was very cold like it's not or like slowing. oh it's like seven degrees outside yeah exactly like, and it's if you're just going chilly. Out to the smoking area at the club you can hack it for a little bit plus there's a lot of people yeah normally exactly.
1: so yeah so he was also offered to um have a look at the crime photos the crime scene photos which he looked at also there weren't very many photos taken um he said he said none of it looked right and the police actually agreed with him but they didn't. They didn't elaborate They're on like, that. Yeah, they just it were like, look right. "Oh well." Yeah. Um, they said they would have more information for him after the autopsy, which came out the next day. So, the coroner said that they didn't agree with the police's story that her injuries came from her tripping and falling down that hill. They said it's mm-hmm. most likely that she fell from the balcony. This is a bit graphic. Her neck was broken in a a way that they call the hangman's fracture because... That's That's what happens when you hang someone. So basically your head snaps up and then goes backwards. Yeah. So like you break it and then it goes back. So that's the hangman's fracture. She had forehead cuts. She had cuts all over her face. They weren't like bleeding cuts. They were just like lacerations. This kind of thing. Hold, here we go. This is the craziest thing to me. Everybody, clench your bums. Her nose, her tongue, and her teeth were absolutely fine. But How did she fell face first from
0: the balcony and landed but she like Landed that?
1: like this. How did she not break anything to do with her nose, or did any of her teeth not fall out, or she didn't even bite her tongue? Because you bite your tongue when you fall how 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 did she this is so stupid oh my god she fell a total of 14 feet face first assuming that she fell from the balcony but it makes they said that she had to have fallen from at least that height and the balcony was right there so we know that the balcony was definitely involved we just don't know if it was her someone else going basically
0: yeah no but still even if she was pushed how did she not break anything yeah
1: it's madness I don't understand it did um, did you know there is a tree in no the garden tree. no tree nope. so her ribs her legs and her ankles weren't broken either but remember I said her feet were pointed outwards yeah, that's a really weird. Like, if you so jump like then like, hit, like yeah, if you fell on, and your feet were like this, surely you break or sprain your ankles.
0: Yeah, you do some damage because your feet don't go like that. You'd at least be bruised, surely.
1: Yeah, there was nothing. Um, the only thing that she had was blunt force trauma to her chest and her neck. Like, so basically, like falling here, and that's how she died: blunt force trauma she died from blunt force trauma to her chest because she had a what's the word a laceration on her something ventricle her right ventricle oh which happens usually when you fall like you hurt your heart you know, like some people I like they see princess Diana, the broken... her, her ribs didn't break yeah she hurt Not her
0: heart. from the broken neck
1: Yeah, it says the blunt force trauma to her chest and neck, so I'm guessing it also means the fact that she Uh, died. Oh, I see, I see. It's like a combination of the two. Mm. Interestingly, her blood alcohol level was 0.238, which is three times the legal limit, which is usually, depending on the person, but usually for a normal person who drinks, averagely, is when you have blacked out. You are not awake. You are gone. You don't know where you are. You're not you're not even walking. You're very drunk. She yeah. Also had Xanax in her system for which she was not prescribed. She was not on any medication. I was anyone that. else prescribed that? Did they ask? No, they didn't. They didn't ask any of them any questions. How can they not <laughs> they ask, any ask any of them any many
0: questions like that?
1: They're not asking anything then. Here we go, this is the... It wouldn't have even
0: taken long to just look on everyone's medical record and see if any of them have ever been prescribed Xanax. Yep. They could literally probably could have gone in their
1: (laughs) f***ing cupboard, like medicine cabinet, cabinet, and found it there. Exactly. Here's another interesting thing. This is the last interesting thing that might annoy you. On the 19th of February, 2019... So while they're still kind of investigating it, they haven't come to any conclusions yet. Jose was fired from his job in the police because he tried to access Tamla's incident report. How obvious can these people be?
0: <laughs> what a
1: twat! Do you know how he tried to do it as well? He um he went into the system of the police, the vast database, and typed in his girlfriend's name. Why didn't he just type in Tamla's name? So, yeah. He was probably trying to
0: see if, like, they suspected her.
1: If she was mentioned in the incident report, other than the fact that it was at her house and she was the one who called the police, etc. Oh, my God. The next day, they ruled Tamla's death as an accident. Investigators didn't take any fingerprints, no fingernail clippings were taken from Tamla, and they didn't do a sexual assault kit which is what they usually do as best practice. Standard, yeah. Because you can grab any forensic evidence from there, even if it doesn't prove that a sexual assault has taken place. Yeah. Or SA. Do I have to say SA? I don't
0: know. Oh, my God.
1: One of Tamla's friends posted on Facebook and started a petition saying that the 12 party goers had something to do with her death. And she did their full name and that's why they went viral. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna release any of their names. I've only said Jean's name, but I didn't say her last name, yeah. um, because they get a lot of death threats.
0: Yeah, Absolutely I mean, rightly so.
1: But I don't want to make it. Yeah, I
0: anymore. mean, like based on the story,
1: it but, like, we like can't
0: it. assume at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. So they tried to sue and... the friend for saying that. They lost the case, and then the friend started to receive weird visits from the police following making that accusation like the police would just come and talk to her about what she was saying on facebook but it wasn't like for any reason they had no like evidence they had no reason to be there they were just talking to her and then they turned up one day with a warrant out for all of her electronic devices they said it was because one of them um accused her of sending threatening messages To one of the party goes during the party which makes no sense why would she threaten women who were at a party also can Um, they
0: just see it on the other person's device
1: yeah so they obviously found out that that was fake like that didn't happen but I think that was just a way of taking her devices and checking or planting anything like who's to know So it's obvious from that that the police are on the women's side and not Tamla's family. Um, Yeah. In 2020, the case was reopened following the murder of George Floyd. Rightly so. But nothing has been done yet. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So that's it. It's such a baffling one because it makes so much sense with the context of where they lived the context of what happened how dodgy everything was that 911 call is awful it just makes so much sense like Even she could not have did it by accident just how could like, she have fallen off of her balcony that had railings like up to here you don't accidentally yeah. fall off i know she was drunk but like but like
0: where does where is the balcony in the house
1: like what does it I don't know if there's a bedroom that's connected to it. They really, that, There isn't anything said about anything because they just didn't write anything down. But like, it's on, uh, all I know is it's on the back of the house and it overlooks the garden. And they didn't take any um, forensic I, evidence from that.
0: I am so sure, like, at least one of those people is, like, a racist well. Karen or something. Yeah. And, like, they have a background. Or their parents yeah. are, like friends with the kkk or something like that like part
1: of the gay 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 yeah honestly
0: like there has to be something and even if it's yeah. not that doesn't mean they're not racist i'm not saying they are racist yeah it's all we
1: well, don't know it's all but... Alleged
0: still but
1: it does seem very weird it's just why didn't they like when that happened i guess like you would assume either accident or um that she's trying to take her own life or she has taken her own life but and they have to explore you've those you've still got a take yeah you've still got it like that, why would you see a balcony above where she fell and not take any evidence from that balcony not like try and get fingerprints yeah. try and see if maybe one of the railings is loose or something
0: yeah if I her could, DNA is on nothing. the railing
1: Yep. Yeah, nothing and also they opened the house, they like took it off as a crime scene like like either like the day after, after they moved her, and they were constantly having people round. They didn't tell them not to compromise the house. So God knows what they could have done to the house. Yeah.
0: And just like her injuries as well just don't make sense with oh. it either.
1: The way she fell and the injuries she had, there were no blood.
0: Yeah, because my my issue is like i don't i don't even think she fell from the balcony or was pushed no nah. like i think something
1: else happened and then they put ah. her up the thing is they like the the coroner has said she died from a fall that was at least 14 feet. so i feel like it has to be the balcony like they've literally said like that balcony is the exact like height where she would have fallen and had those injuries and it like she was lined up perfectly with how you would like fall or be pushed or something but i think i think she was already dead before someone threw her over oh uh, that because there's no blood
0: that makes sense
1: they just threw her over to be like oh she was drunk and she was yeah going because, out for her
0: yeah my my point with it was if she'd fallen mm-hmm. like i just don't think she would have killed herself but if no. she was pushed she would have tried to protect herself.
1: Yeah. Like, and if she, she was conscious. Exactly. And, like, how did she break the wrist that was right by her side that had to be from something that happened earlier? Yeah. like and she had these cuts on her forehead and stuff. Yeah. And she had cuts, like, everywhere. She'd, like, she had, like, a massive cut right here, which could have been from bones coming out, but she had cuts on the other arm. Like, something happened beforehand and they killed her. And yeah. just chucked her over. Tequila. That had to have happened because how can she They're have no probably
0: blood? drugged her as well?
1: Yeah, the Xanax probably with the and they said no. You you drink that tequila?
0: Yeah, no, no. You have it. You have it. I don't. You like drink
1: tequila. it. Have a great time.
0: Have We're going shot. to. It.
1: You go out for Let a. Let me
0: make you a drink.
1: Yes, exactly. It's just so sad. Like she didn't do anything. She was a lovely lady. And she just went out For to real. have a nice if, time.
0: If they were racist, why go through the whole thing of pretending yeah. to be friends with her? If you don't like her, like I'm not excusing yeah. racism, but I'm just saying, why would you take your yeah. time out to associate with them then?
1: Yeah, because it was five and a half years. Exactly, that's here.
0: what I mean. Like nothing had happened.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, just so, so weird. stupid. And like, why would they do it in their own house as well? Like, I, I get it's a great idea to, like, disguise it as a party, but, like, in your own house, you're setting yourself up, really. If if it was a decent police force and it wasn't such a community that's, like, we saw nothing, then it would yeah. have been more troubling. But I think because they knew that they had everyone on their side, they could just do that. It's just all either way. Yeah, it's very sad. I'll send you the photo because it's just, like... They all look like they're having a great time and she's having it like a, she's so smiley and in her onesie and it's like uh
0: mm. bless her. That case makes me upset.
1: Yes, and not a good one.
0: I hope I really do hope something gets done.
1: Yeah. The Eventually. um the person um the word like on behalf of the family. Is like a no bullshit guy. He literally was like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This makes no sense. Sort it out. He's a very good guy. So I hope that they actually listen to him.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like it would probably be, it would, I mean, it's going to be difficult now because there was never any evidence taken in the first place. Mm -hmm. But maybe if they brought a different police team in that's not from there.
1: Yeah, not biased. That would
0: probably help yeah they should make that a thing like if someone yeah. who is related to the police in some way or like a police officer is involved they have to bring in a different yeah like another
1: county you yeah. don't know
0: they if do it sometimes
1: a... with juries if they find that um yeah the... The county isn't isn't going to be impartial, and that they're quite a biased place. If they, if it's a trial for a black person against a white person, and it's a white community, they move it to another state.
0: Yeah, that's what or they like did for if, OJ. If they even know, if they have any connection, like yeah. to the person who's on trial, like you, you can't Gone. do jury.
1: Yeah, so. they moved OJ's to like far far away. Yeah, cause they just it just doesn't make sense. Me. Like.
0: You don't know the relationships that way they have, and you don't know yeah. how far the corruption goes. So yeah, why wouldn't like, you just bring in people yeah. to have more unbiased
1: police work yeah. done? Because they're either biased or they're unconscious biased. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, <sighs> now it is Greta's turn. They're right, us more joy. Oh,
0: yes, much more joy. <laughs> not this is a very sad case as well oh no um so i am talking about the case of emily salvini and before we start on what happened i'm going to do a little bit of background on emily and her family so emily was born in italy in october 1989 to mother katie and father marco they also had a son, Zach, who was four years younger than Emily. Um, so her mum graduated from Sussex University with a degree in politics, and she actually met Marco while she was on holiday in Italy in yes, the late 18- 1980s.
1: Hell yeah! And
0: they were married for about a year before Emily was born, and they lived near Lake Garda, which is very nice. They lived there for three years. Before they moved to Caversham, which is in Reading, in England, Ooh. and this is close to where Katie's parents live. Right. So at the time of what happened, Katie and Marco were actually separated. So it was just Katie and the two kids living in their house, which was a semi semi-detached like rented house, you know, standard nice. family yeah. house. Katie worked part time in a local pub, and you know, I don't think their separation was on bad terms or anything. Yeah. Marco had regular contact with the kids and apparently he would come, like, every Saturday to come take them out and spend time with them.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: And at this time, Emily was people at the local primary school and I actually read in a lot of articles that she was, like, such a kind kid and, like, the other students really, really loved her. At the time when it happened, I read that the kids were writing letters and cards and stuff, like saying they were lonely because she would be the one who would go and play with them on the playground and stuff like that. Children are so sweet. Sometimes. (laughs) So, on to the incident. On the night of Friday, 2nd May 1997, Zach, who was three at the time, got up from his bed and went to sleep in his mother's bed at some point early in the night, mm-hmm. um, Emily, who was seven, was asleep in her bedroom, which was at the back of the house. Cool. Then at 1.30 on Saturday, the 3rd of May, so it's the same night, Telephone lines were cut on three telegraph poles on their road which resulted in 30 houses losing their phone connection.
1: That's weird.
0: And then neighbours were woken by screaming and a ringing burglar alarm like sometime after 4am on that same morning. Uh. Flames were seen coming out of their home like billowing out katie was woken by zach crying and she got up realizing it was very hot and there was a glow around the bedroom door and when she opened the door flames rushed into the bedroom like she described it as a wall of flames it was bad um literally as high as the ceiling um so she, she put zach out of the bedroom window onto this small like ledge that they had which was yeah. on top of the downstairs window, because she was really desperate to go and get Emily. Yeah. But she couldn't get through the flames to her room. It was just too much. So she handed Zach down to one of the neighbours who had arrived to help. Right. And he eventually persuaded her to leave the house too, despite her wish to, you know, keep trying to get to Emily. Yeah. And she actually fell from the window ledge as she was escaping. Oh, shit. Yeah. So her and Zach's faces, hands, and feet were described as witnesses by completely black. And most of their clothing had like burnt off. Yeah. Neighbours tried to get to Emily by putting a ladder up to the back window, but they couldn't get to her either. And while all of this was happening, a passing driver had called the fire brigade and firefighters broke down the front door and actually managed to res- rescue Emily from her bedroom.
1: Oh, shit.
0: All three of the family members were taken to the Royal Berkshire Hospital but unfortunately after arriving, Emily died of smoke inhalation. Um, her mother and Jeez. brother's injuries were so severe as well. They had to be transferred to a specialist unit at Stoke Mandeville Hospital in Buckinghamshire. They were very ill, like, very injured after the fire. They sustained a lot of injuries. They both underwent surgery for their burns. Mm -hmm. But Zach was able to leave the hospital a few weeks later, and he was looked after by relatives whilst Katie was still in the hospital. And then she finally left just over a month after the attack. Jesus. So this is clearly awful. But the main yeah. question was, how did the fire start? Yeah.
1: Gosh, I hate it when people are stuck in fires and stuff.
0: I know. It must be such a... You must yeah. feel so helpless if you can't
1: Yeah.
0: go, but you are literally, like, like, it's just... It would be worse if you did try.
1: Yeah, like, my granddad was um, a firefighter for the RAF for most of his life, and then a firefighter for Gatwick Airport. And um, he said, like, when they used to be able to finally make it into a house after they'd put the fire out, they'd always find people in the wardrobes because they'd just try and hide, hide away from, from there. The, yeah. That's where they'd find the kids. They'd hide away and that's they'd be so dead in sad. there. It always makes me feel sad.
0: So, Hems Valley Police said that the attack was arson... And described it as calculated and pre-planned. It was definitely a deliberate attempt to murder Katie Salvini and her children. What Um, the hell? Had been poured through the letterbox of their front door and then set alight. Dude, why? Why would you want to kill women and their kids, man? I know, like nothing excuse like if you have a personal vendetta against her yeah i know the kid i don't care. don't why are you killing someone's entire like trying to kill someone's entire family that's awful yeah they didn't um, have anything
1: against the husband or well, the ex husband they didn't have anything against the ex husband
0: um i don't think so from what i read he was never a suspect i don't think okay when i was reading like some of the suspects weren't actually named from what i've read they might be somewhere else but so maybe he was but not anything majorly that was mentioned so
1: yeah
0: so on the day of the attack police closed off part of the road and a mobile incident room was set up in the street so they were interviewing neighbors and searching the gardens and they were really in particular looking for a can of flammable fluid because you know it's likely it would have been disposed of, like, as the away. And two men were arrested and held for questioning over the weekend, but they were later released without charge. Hey. And the one interesting thing in this case that I read was Katie Salvini had actually reported to police that her telephone cable had been cut two weeks previously.
1: Oh, no.
0: Yeah. And two men had been questioned then, but released without charge. And this bit's just super suspicious to me. It's like they were cut two weeks ago, and now they were cut again on the day of the attack. So, yeah. Had they planned to do it earlier, but got more scared? They
1: they cut the phone line so that they can't call the fire brigade and the police. Yeah. Jesus. And it's
0: just the fact that it, like, they did it two weeks ago. Yeah, and so what went wrong? System. But then they cut them again on the night. Yeah. I don't know if it was fixed, but, like, it happened it must again. Have been. Yeah. The road. Yeah. Um, and it's like,
1: so was there a reason they didn't do it then? Yeah. Did it something happen, happen to stop them or something? You know, like, they got spooked or something, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Or, like, they had a change of heart. like Yeah it's just crazy That's weird. yeah a few yeah. weeks after the attack police appealed for two men to come forward because one of the neighbours had seen them walking down the Salvinis road and then run back to a blue car at the time of the attack hey. the men were described as asian one being in his 20s and the other in his 40s and police were keen to speak to them it said in the hope that they had seen the arsonist
1: Oh, not that they were the arsonists.
0: Yeah, that sounded weird to me, but I couldn't
1: see anything else to do with that. Unless they're trying to make out, like, turn yourself in, we don't think you're a suspect, we think you are just know yeah, something. Yeah, like, make them think they're you're not being
0: suspected.
1: Out. Yeah, I think that's what it was.
0: Because running towards a car at the time of the attack sounds that's very cool. suspicious to me. Yeah. Um, And a man was arrested on the 17th of June, held overnight, and then again, released without charge. Mm. In July 1997, police issued an artist's impression that was quite unusual. So, as you know, artist's impressions are usually of a witness's description of a face, of what someone looked like. Mm -hmm. But this was of a man without a face because <laughs> it sounds weird we, it was based, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was based on a description given to them by two witnesses who are not close enough to see the facial features uh, so it was like a. this is what yeah. the rest of him looked like but we don't know what have. he was
1: wearing and like how More, tall he was yeah. and what in color, but not anything else. So
0: um, these witnesses saw the man at the junction of the Salvini's Road, literally yards away from the home, at like 4:40 a.m., which was shortly before the fire. Yeah, and he was described as being between five foot eight and five foot eleven, with short dark hair. He was wearing a padded, light lumberjack-style shirt or jacket with a predominantly white check pattern.
1: Very standy outy for someone who's committing arson.
0: Yeah, if they were, but still, why are you just hanging yeah. about at four forty in the morning? To
1: be fair, <laughs> it is a Saturday
0: morning. True. But well, why are you just there? It's
1: a random place to be if you don't need to be there. True.
0: In August that same year, police cleared an overgrown area at the junction of their road where this man was seen standing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually the second time the area had been searched, but nothing of interest was found. And they searched drains, or any discarded items, as well as in the River Thames.
1: Oh, well, like, that's they random.
0: Searched. And from what I can see, like nothing really came of this, despite the fact 400 people were interviewed in the first like, couple of months yeah. of the investigation.
1: I guess like the whole River Thames thing is like if you if you see where the the stream of the water goes from where they lived, like you might be able to see like a few cans of stuff. They might have just chucked it in the river and it's made its way into the Thames by that time. True. But like I don't think anyone would be so stupid as to just dump the the petrol somewhere. Yeah, they
0: probably took it with them. Yeah. Put it in a public bin and then it gets taken away.
1: Exactly. And who's to know where that came from? Yeah.
0: So then finally there was a suspect on the 6th of august 1997 33 year old stephen duffy and his common-law wife were arrested at their home in emma green which is right next to cavisham forensic tests were carried out on his vehicle and the couple's home was searched duffy had actually been previously interviewed by detectives and he was arrested on suspicion of murder. Um his partner was arrested on suspicion of aiding and abetting. Mm-hmm. But they were both released without charge still.
1: Due I mean
0: to lack of evidence.
1: Yeah. Jesus.
0: Um more details emerged about Stephen Duffy actually when they refused his application for the return of his gun licence in a court hearing in Reading in October 98, counsel for Thames Valley Police described Duffy, a wine shop owner, as cruel and dangerous, that he remained a suspect in the Salvini murder, and would remain so for the foreseeable future. It was reported that Duffy was one of the two male suspects in the inquiry, and neither of them had been eliminated yet.
1: So they knew um, it was them, but they didn't have anything on them.
0: Yeah. Well, basically. he was he was one suspect, and there was another man who was also a suspect, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: they just didn't have evidence to either rule them out or
1: charge them. It was. Yeah.
0: Police had interviewed three former partners of Stephen Duffy, who, and they described him as violent, abusive, and controlling, and he had reportedly caused one of them to miscarry after pushing her down the stairs and kicking her in the stomach.
1: Oh, dude. Uh, Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But he denied all of these allegations and yeah, he was never charged in connection with the murder. Mm -hmm. Then in 2002, it was reported that he was found guilty of sex with an underage girl. So he was jailed for a year. And put on the a sex year? offenders. Just a year, dude. I don't know how young she was, but That's still young, a minor. He was. He was young. put on the sex offenders register for ten years after release as well. But still, a One year, that...
1: year in prison. Gross. gross. What
0: a gross man. Ugh, just nasty. Yeah. In. April 1999, almost 2 years after the attack, Katie Salvini made a plea for help to find her daughter's killer and police stated that they believed someone was shielding whoever did it. So they yep. thought it's likely someone knows what happened, which 100%. is absolutely awful. Yeah. Imagine knowing a 7-year-old child was killed
1: and you're not going and you're
0: protecting whoever did it. Yeah. Like I I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't care who this person was to me. If I knew something, I would, I wouldn't Can't be able to live with still. myself knowing that I was protecting that person and they yeah, were doing exactly. Yeah, snitch for life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> snitch in yeah, this I'll scenario, yes,
0: I would snitch because. Yeah. What the hell? Somebody died, and it was a child as well.
1: Child. She was seven then.
0: Even if it was an adult, I would still. This appeal did lead to an anonymous call stating that bolt croppers and a machete were used to cut the telephone lines on the night of Emily's murder. I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but the tools were never recovered. Who the so, f- is machete?
1: Bit oh, random. They them from.
0: I don't, I don't understand, like how that helped, really.
1: No. It's like, no,
0: oh yeah, the the wires were cut with these things.
1: Like it. I guess you're, it, like you're welcome. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah,
0: like I guess it would help them if they had a suspect to see if they own those things, maybe. Yeah, but that's the only thing I can think of to help. Or like if they're searching areas, if they find, like, looking it, for it, yeah. and a machete. Yeah, I don't know. In 2001, you're gonna love this, Emily's murder was featured on Crime Watch. Yeah, love it. <laughs> In 2017, which was the 20th anniversary of the attack, Katie and her son Zach, who was then 23, made a new appeal for information to find Emily's killer. Katie described the attack again and said that she had two more children. She had Laurie, 16, and Sebastian, 10. And she also said that she believed there were two very strong suspects who lived locally and who she had come face to face with in the years since the attack. Oh. Imagine thinking someone killed your daughter and, like, tried to kill you. Yeah. And you see them.
1: Yeah. Mm. I can't imagine how that would make you feel. Did they not try again? Like, no offence, I'm not trying to get this woman killed, but, like... Like, they didn't kill her. They only killed one out of the three that they meant to kill, if you get what I mean. Yeah, that's so true. Like, why... Not why didn't they? Like, oh, that's such a shame. I'm glad they didn't, but... Yeah, but, like, why didn't they?
0: If the kid wasn't their intended target, which it seems unlikely
1: that... It seems like they wanted the mum and then also the children while we're at it, not a child and whoever. go oh, just set her house on fire and she'll die. Yeah. Weird. Because wouldn't you be shitting yourself your whole life then?
0: Yeah.
1: It's like they haven't tried anything since, but you don't know that they're not gonna.
0: True. Um, because she said that she believed one of them could have held a grudge against her for standing up for a friend.
1: Really. That's it.
0: Yeah, that sounds very minor to me.
1: I don't think so. I know that
0: like, you can be weird and like hold grudges over the stupidest things, but, like... Yeah. I don't know. I just think, like, I don't... I want to understand more in the sense of suspects, like... I don't know, I just want to know more.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make me.
0: Um, and Thames Valley Police said that they would be carrying out new forensic tests on fire debris retrieved from the scene of the crime and that's it (laughs) i don't know if they did it i -hmm. I don't know that's all i have like i find it interesting that they arrested so many people and like actually charged them but then they had to release
1: them they i like i feel like it's you know, like in every area, there's always like this same either group of people or person that does things. There's like a really dodgy person. And every time yeah. something happens, they're like, go speak to that guy first because he probably yeah, did it. Yeah, like the village like, criminal. Yeah. So they probably knew it was a certain person or a certain, like a duo or something. But they didn't have any evidence that they couldn't actually do anything or else they'd lose the case. Yeah, like,
0: it must or be one of those things where they're like... Especially if she's come across them. Like, I wonder well, how knows. they would treat her.
1: Yeah. Like, it's would they be smug? Be... Oh, Jesus. Yeah.
0: Because, because they knew, like, she knows and there's nothing she can do
1: about it. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Because, like, it's, I kind of guess it's, like, one thing when you really don't know who it is and you go, like, asking people, but it's another thing when you pretty much you know who it is, that there's just no way that they You have, like, like a very strong feeling. Yeah. Gosh, that's horrible. Oh, that's so, like... It's just, like, so puzzling about, like, the two weeks before the phone line's being cut again. So, like, I wonder what happened to make them stop.
0: Yeah. I wonder if it... If there's two strong suspects, I wonder if that means... Do they mean, like, two separate suspects who it could be both of them, as in like it could be either of them? Or do they mean two suspects as in they work together, like it was both of them? I wonder.
1: I feel like it must be both together working together because that's a very niche idea to have for them both to do the power line. I think it was you or you, not like that. I don't know why they would need to work together because it's not necessarily something that needs two people to do. But I think if it is two people and they have the same idea to do the the telephone lines and then do something. Maybe one
0: was cutting the lines
1: while the other other one did the petrol. That's the only way I can think of it needing to be a two people job.
0: Or just moral support, I guess. You can do it. I don't know. people. It's true though. like They will just like, be like, hey, you want to come do a crime with me?
1: you want to go kill someone with me? Let's like, I go,
0: think it's me. mean, especially since the, the, those two guys running to a car were mm-hmm.
1: seen. Yeah, that is suspicious. So did they not go around looking at houses that had that kind of a car and the colour and ask them where they were?
0: I don't know. I think they just knew it was a blue car and that's it.
1: Uh, that's not. So I don't
0: think they knew what make or anything it
1: was. Yeah, because you could easily like walk up to any blue car and sniff. You can smell petrol. Yeah, true. Even I can do that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can be helpful, slightly.
0: I want to be able to smell.
1: Dude, how do you think I feel? <laughs> so think we will be leaving it there for today very depressing
0: ones such fun yeah. very angry at these i'm angry yeah. at all of the cases we do
1: oh uh, yeah i must say this every single time we do this that i'm annoyed
0: yeah with. but like the... that's unsolved for you girl. we should start
1: doing solved cases so we oh my don't God, have you have do, to like be a angry. month you just treating ourselves and doing solved cases. Like
0: literally when I'm watching like true crime stuff, mm. I do not watch unsolved. I can't Oh, take I skip it.
1: Yeah. You say I unsolved, you say cold, I'm out. We'll do solved ones at some point.
0: Yeah. Maybe in season two of the podcast. Or we'll
1: such yeah. Whenever that is.
0: When is season two? I don't know. Don't ask me. March. We're just it will be season two when we decide
1: it's season two. When I wake up and I think season two.
0: I'm feeling season two. I'm not feeling season one anymore. No.
1: Exactly that. But Next we haven't even got...
0: got ten episodes of each of the series yet. So
1: No, we haven't. Next week, we've and it's Gretchen's turn. It is, ah. and I need to oh, find man. one. Why did I smile? Because I remember you said for weeks now that you're going to find the scariest one possible.
0: Yeah, and I've had all this time self-isolating. Did I look for one? No. No. Ah. It's okay,
1: uh-huh. i still got
0: time though. i still got time. Oh, Jesus.
1: Out. That means... Uh-huh. I was going to say, like, is it going to go up on my birthday? But it's... Uh-huh. That's not uh-huh. very nice. For my birthday. No, it's uh-huh. not going to go up on your
0: birthday. going to go up on your birthday week. Ha ha. ha. Huh? Oh, no. Gotta be extra spooky for your
1: birthday. That's not even very nice at all. And to think I played you happy birthday for yours. That doesn't mean I happy. won't play you happy birthday. I don't want to hear it. If you play me happy birthday in a minor key, I will puke because I don't like it.
0: I was literally thinking about looking no. for like spooky happy
1: birthday. <laughs> I played it on violin and I was crying as I was doing it. My violin teacher was like, this morning for, like, shits and giggles, should we play, like, really happy songs in minor keys? And I was playing it and I was like, this is awful.
0: Yeah, it sounds... Uh.
1: I don't even want to think of it or so I'll cry.
0: Anyway, yeah. that's it from us. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed and you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. If you're listening on any streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, at your library and share with your friends as well because we want friends. We need 100 subscribers. We don't need 100 subscribers, <laughs> but we would like 100 we like mm-hmm. Um, I think we're at 83. 83. Yes. So we're close. That's less mm-hmm. than 20. Come, Come on, on, guys. Come on, everybody. Give me Everyone your subscription. Find a friend. Come, come, come on, come! Do you like my new nails? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. And I promise it's gonna be a spooky one. You have my word. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.